What's up, y'all? Welcome to another week of The Goalink Show. My name is Ben. I am the founder of Goalink, which is a goal-setting community providing growth junkies, which I hope is you, with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. If you're looking to grow and develop consistently, you're in the right place. These challenges are inspired by different brands to bring you new ways to improve yourself on a weekly basis. You can choose to kick back and watch me take on these challenges, or you can join me. So I challenge every listener out there to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world and my conversations with fascinating people. But we just don't talk about the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through it? What role do motivation, discipline, failure, depression, what do they play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week we have Justin. He is the owner of Four Life Fitness Studio in South Carolina, close by to Greenville, South Carolina. And we talk about, of course, fitness and how his gym started, but he lived in his car while this was getting up and running. Like he was homeless, or I guess if you count his car as a home, and then he showered in his gym that he was working out in, and then he slept, so he parked his car in Walmart or gym parking lots because they're 24 seven. And now he's booked solid from 7.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. He's a top-tier personal trainer in the area. He won Best of the Upstate in award for two years in a row as the best uh, personal trainer. He's recognized as a leader in pageantry fitness with a consistent track record. Like each of his girls that he trains goes to win. Like they're in the top. They're in the top or they win. He hasn't raised his prices in 13 years and why he turns clients away. He has a successful mindset, and I know you can get something from this. Let's get into it. Let's go. All righty. Everyone, welcome to The Going Show. My name is Ben, and I'm here with Justin. How are you, sir? We're doing well, and yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Um, so this is a bit, I've never done this type of interview before in a gym, randomly. We've never spoken before, so I just want to appreciate you for ben. allowing a random dude DMing you on Instagram to come in here. Do you know how many random dudes I have DMing me on Instagram? <laughs> Usually one is some, well, yeah. we're not going to worry about what they want. But <laughs> yeah, um, th- yeah, we, you, you said usually you have conversations with people beforehand, mm-hmm. but we're just literally flying into this. We're jumping, dude. This we're, is our first combo. This is a cold shower. This is the a cold shower. There we go, dude. Exactly. We have no topics set up. Yeah, that, but that's what's cool. Like, I love just delving into the conversation. So, for real, thanks for having me here, your busy schedule. You just told me that you're booked from 7.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day? We're booked solid for the most part. We've got crazy loyal clientele. So, and then I know you've won, so the best of the upstate, so we're in Greenville, South Carolina. You've won that two years in a row, right? We've won that the last two years. Uh, Just won Uh uh, best pageant trainer in the entire United States. That's that's, that's a big one, yeah. Dude, that's awesome, congrats. Yeah, I got a plaque that proves it if anybody (laughs) wants to come over here. Well, let's jump. Yeah, let's. So I'll give like an intro to you. Yeah, let's not talk about business or I'm not here to plug myself. Let's talk about <laughs> something that people actually want to. Yeah, to, right? I'll give an intro to you like um, in the beginning of the podcast. But I really want to know. So how did you first get into personal training? Because you're obviously like successful. But what was the very beginning of it? Dude, have you even read up on any of my stuff? A little I've, bit. I've got a little bit. I a mean, little bit. A story here. Um, but I love a little bit. But I love to just like be kind of raw and just jump into it there you go that's that's a good way to do it like we're doing here so basically i started this 
by accident. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom had a heart attack when I was 19 years old. I was uh, in college. I dropped everything and came back home, got a job working. You're not from the area, so you probably don't mm-hmm. know what the clock drive-in is. I do not. Okay, it is the best chili cheeseburger in the entire <laughs> upstate. Okay. All the listeners will know what that is. So I got a job there making minimum wage okay. uh, just to support my mom who could not work anymore and mm-hmm. my sister. So How old were you? Guy. I was 19. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I took a year off. So I was, that was my first semester in school. Mom has a heart attack at 43 years old. Uh. I have to come back. So I start taking nighttime community class classes on nutrition just to help my mom, right? That's cool. And so things lead to another. Uh, let's see. Dude, there's a lot. There's a lot to get into. Usually, I have mm-hmm. like a little uh, time frame I can talk about here. But lived in my car for a little bit, and fell into personal training. Mm-hmm. Accidentally fell into pageantry training, and now we uh, own a fitness studio here. <laughs> Boom. Well, yeah, let's. let's well, it's not as easy as going, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's definitely so. You're 19 when you first had to help your mom out, right? Yeah, 19 years old. 19, and then when did you first? So let's go back to you're living in your car because I think that's it's definitely overlooked. Like we hear that, especially now with lots of podcasts and interviews, it's yeah. brushed over, dude, but like, yeah, let's go into of, it. So I how mean, did you, I've, how I've did that happen? It. We talked about it. So that yeah. happened when I basically, a couple of things happened that led up to mm-hmm. it. And that some of these, these time, these timed frames might be mixed up a little bit, mm-hmm. but I was living with a buddy. This dude decided to go get uh, literally direct TV or some, some cable or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I can't afford to pay you this. He said, you're paying the half of all the bills. That was our agreement. I'm like, I don't watch TV, man, so I'm not paying you. He's like, well, bye. So mm. I said, all right, cool. Around the <laughs> same time, my boss was like, I, I was in school for uh, fitness training as well, mm-hmm. getting ready to almost be done. I just got certified. He's like, hey, Justin, you're, you're working nights. I'm like, no, I've got clients at night, man. I can't do that. He said, you're working nights. There's no ifs, and what job was it. this? This was an ATM technician. Okay, okay. So I was on the road all the time uh, fixing the software issues with ATMs with, mm-hmm. uh, with a company. And... So I just said, you know what, screw it. And I left. I, I walked out right there and stayed in my car that night. It's not like I decided right now I'm going to live in my car. <laughs> it was always tomorrow yeah. I'm going to find a place. Yeah. And this went on for uh, somewhere between four and six months. This you were a, in your car for four to six months? Somewhere along that. Dude, that's yes. crazy. Uh, yeah, from late 07, early 08. How did you, like, shower? Did you keep your clothes Sh- anywhere? Oh, dude, I'm a – even yeah. as a single male back then, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter if I had a place like uh-huh. a condo with wash and dryer. Come on, man. Your, your crap's all over the floor. <laughs> so all that yeah. was in the back of my car. I literally had a trash uh-huh. bag. I showered at the gym. I slept in either the gym parking lot. There were certain buildings here in the upstate of businesses that are open 24-7. Walmarts are a great place. And I brushed my teeth and nobody even knew until years later I just mentioned it. So Dude, That's wild. So I think that's cool that you never mentioned it. Why didn't you? ever mentioned it like did your part of it was shame man part of it was shame uh but then you realize you know as you get older and especially with my story if i'm Mm -hmm. like dude if i can come from that and uh own a a personal training studio in a nice neighborhood then anybody can come from where they're at because it doesn't Mm -hmm. get any worse than being homeless i think yeah dude that's fascinating um, yeah, had a guy try to break into my car one night when I was there. When you were sleeping? I was so lucid and tired and stressed out that uh-huh. I didn't even – I handled the – dude, like, he, he pulled on my car. I opened the door like an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm trying to sleep. He yeah. runs off. I just shut the door. <laughs> so the next day I went and got my windows tinted and got one of those uh-huh. little sun visors. Sleep in the back, man. I had yeah. a little – it was a Ford Escort ZX2. Uh-huh. So it had two doors. So, like, I'd crawl into the back seat, and then the back seat would flip down. And, like, I had one of those little egg crate mats, you know what I'm talking about, in the yes. back. Uh-huh. somehow it made it work man 
Dude, that's wild. So how did you get out of that? Like, did you get your own apartment after that? Or how did you yes. first get out of the car? I, I uh, bought a house sight unseen. Have you heard of Nickeltown here in the upstate? I've heard of it. haven't been there. Okay. Or, may, or <laughs> so, recognize that I've been there. So I say when, if you don't have bills, dude, uh -huh. you can save a lot of money. <laughs> and the training was starting to take off uh, okay. with the clients. And like I said, I had no bills. I had a cell phone bill. And that was it. Right. And, and gas, of course, if you want to count that, driving my, my mobile home around, <laughs> if you want to call it yeah. that. And so I bought a house sight unseen online. I was paying, I was, I was like, man, that's a cheap house. So I looked at the pictures, boom, bought it. I went to the cash. I say it, it was $12,000, $12,000 was house. A house in the middle of the ghetto. <laughs> so I move in yeah. and I realized at the time, I'm like, there aren't very many white people here. Yeah. And as it comes out, I was the only white guy on my block. Guess what? Best time of my life. Yeah. Our neighbors, were, uh, a lot of these guys were either retired or they didn't have jobs or, or whatever reason. Best neighbors ever. Um, are we allowed to? Can I cuss on yeah, this? Yeah, cuss away. Dude. Okay. So um, <laughs> I had this one guy. His name was Willie. And he would come over and cut my grass. Didn't never ask for anything. Just did dude, it to be a nice he, Dude guy. was always cooking out. And I'm not, uh -huh. I'm not trying to make any, like uh, – preconceived notions on race but mm. a, a lot of this is, is true he was drinking yeah. his kool-aid yeah. he was always cooking out chicken uh -huh. and so every day it, i came home willie's like hey man you want some chicken and, <laughs> and and a bud light i'm like heck yeah he's just hanging <laughs> on his porch i didn't even need a security system you would think living in in, in the ghetto you'd need a security system but they were my security mm. like i came home one day and everybody's like Yo, some white bitch was trying to get your house, bro. <laughs> I'm like, that was my mom. Thanks, Willie. That's I appreciate it. That was just my mom. <laughs> Best neighbors ever, man. It was a good time. Huh. Always out looking out for you. Just chatting. Good Dude, That's cool. So you, that's wild. You bought a house for 10000 or 12000 cash just right there. 12000 yeah. Dude, that's so fascinating. And so how did you? Sold it for $26. You sold it, Dude, that's fantastic profit. <laughs> I know it's it's only although these days it would go for 1.4 million probably that same the Greenville market no no it wouldn't I was joking. oh okay that was okay. a joke about the Greenville market just skyrocketing yeah it has I mean even since I've been here I can tell it's that ridiculous. it's everything's yeah. overpriced now you're paying for the mm -hmm. location and a lot of this yeah yeah uh, so how did you know that you wanted to do personal training it sounds like that's what you've been get going after for so long. I didn't know that I wanted to do it until I started doing it just because it was my job. It was the mm -hmm. education I had yeah. and it was the way to make money. And then, cause at the time I was just working out just so that way I can drink beer and eat wings. <laughs> yeah. I still work out just so I can drink beer and yeah. eat wings. Uh -huh. But now we've kind of got, we've added a little bit of mm -hmm. some reasoning behind it. There's some passion behind it. I found a good niche with uh, pageantry. I train a lot of uh, stay at home moms. See our clientele all over the, all over the place. You got some trainers that like have just certain niches. Uh-huh. We're all over the place here. Um, like that, that girl that when you came in, I had uh -huh. a girl just love. She's an attorney, just needs to stay in shape. Huh. For her, I had a pageant girl. Before her, I had a dude that needs to lose 50 pounds. So all over the place. But Dude, that's awesome. So how, what's the commonality with all these walks of life that come in here? The one thing in common is we're all just people. And yeah. we all just want to work out, man. We, we, we all have our different reasoning for it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we all just want to find our purpose in life and uh, i think part of uh, what i love about this job is i'm like a therapist too a glorified yeah. therapist mm. so everybody's got the same problems man everybody dude it's so true it's like we all have shit man like we do we do and i've, I've got people yeah. who I've, I've got millionaire clients who don't bat a lash at what they spend on personal training. I've got people who literally have to save money and cut out things just to be able to afford me. We're all going through the same shit.
Mm-hmm. All of us are, are worried about what others think of us, reputations, mm-hmm. stress on the job, stress with kids, stress with parents. Uh, and I think a lot of us are faking it till we make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you realize as you get older now, because how old are you? 28. You're 28. So, okay. So you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're a little bit behind me. I'm 35. <laughs> yeah. But you realize that nobody knows what they're doing. None of us. We're all literally just kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure it out as we go. Yep. Uh, you ever heard of imposter syndrome? Yes. So many people uh-huh. have that. Like for the longest time, I'm like, I don't feel like when I was in gyms, everybody was bigger than me. Everybody was buffer than me. I was just a little scrawny guy. Yeah. Cause I'm like, like, I feel like yeah. I don't belong here. Huh. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah. Like, cause I was going to be a question later as far as like fighting insecurities in this industry. Like as a trainer, like, are you ever insecure because of like, oh, I'm scrawny compared to these other trainers? Used to be uh, with age and with that kind of uh, skepticism that others had about me. Mm-hmm. I got thin, uh, thick skin really, really quick. But yeah, at first, every time someone would say to me, one of my clients would say, yeah, that trainer, some trainer uh, is talking smack about you on Facebook. Do you want to see it? <laughs> And I would go, yeah, I'd go find him. Hey, man, why are you talking about me on Facebook? You couldn't yeah. even at me. You couldn't even <laughs> yeah. tag me. And uh-huh. now I'm, I don't know if they do that anymore. I don't care uh, because I've established myself. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, when I won that best of the upstate, that right there was my justification that people believe in me and what mm-hmm. I do. So we won that uh, the first one in 2017. If I don't care what my peers think about me. I don't, you know, other trainers. It's a most, community, though. Yeah. Uh, most of these guys who are talking smack about, yeah, it is a community. But at the same time, you still got some bad apples because a lot of mm. trainers and people that get into, like, bodybuilding, a lot of them have really, really fragile egos. And that's not knocking some of these people that might be listening to your thing. Mm-hmm. And if you do get offended by that, you're one of them. Yeah. Um, but they get into this, and then they see somebody like me, and then the first thing they want to do is, well, he's small. You know, so I think a lot of people, they build their bodies up because they do have. It's true, man. They do it for the wrong reasons, you know. And so I've learned to kind of get over that kind of stuff. And uh, so anyway, see, I'm really bad, dude. I'll go off on a tangent That's here. It's all good. We hear just chatting. Sometimes away. you got to bring me back in. <laughs> um, but, yeah, these guys, they'll, 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 the ones that were talking smack about me 10 years ago when I was trying to get myself up. Instead of helping a young guy out who didn't know what he was doing, mm-hmm. they would go online and talk smack. They would tell me that I wasn't good enough, that I should quit training. They would send me anonymous emails, make up anonymous, uh, this was before Instagram, so Facebook yeah. messages, and send me like a long, you know, you don't need to be doing this. You're a bad name for the for training. You don't look like a trainer, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Those guys, a lot of them aren't training anymore, or they're still in the exact same place, moonlighting as a bouncer because they can't hack it full time as a trainer because these guys don't know how to fill their schedule. Dude, and that's what gotta, that's at gotta, me. Yeah, that, like that's got to feel good Mic too. Mic drop. Like because they're not be going back to like they're not doing it for the right reason. If you're passionate yeah. and give a shit about people, mm-hmm. you're going to be good at what you do. You could be a mediocre cook, but if you actually give a crap about people. Mm-hmm then you're going to succeed in life. So what differentiates you in your mind compared to other trainers in the area? I was asked this question one time a while back. Someone Uh was trying, we were talking about franchising, and someone was like, well, what makes your studio different than all the other gyms in the upstate? And the answer is we all all have weights, we all have equipment, we all have similar programs. Mm -hmm. There's only one way to do a bicep curl. Uh, You know, your arm only bends one way. (laughs) What makes us different is me. There's no other Justin in the world, man. You just can't have to come in and experience it. I think it's the connection with people is what it is. Others might have another trainer that they connect with that, they, they're, that they're feeling, and that's, that's okay. That's so, cool, dude. I love that. So when did you open the studio? This studio I actually took over in 2015. 
15. I've been I had been training a long time before that, doing in home and corporate wellness uh-huh. and the pageant stuff. And from there, it's this lady just contacted me and said, "Hey, I've got a studio. Um, I, I wanted to get out of this." And so I came in and bought the equipment, and here we are. So all the equipment is already here. Thank goodness. That's nice. And this, then this stuff's heavy, man. <laughs> it is heavy. And you, you then you purchased it from her. Yes, we purchased everything. Okay. We added some stuff. Uh, yeah, but the only thing we moved is one of these machines. Those Smith machines, man, are really, really heavy. So if I ever do move, man, I don't know. Call me up. I'll, I'll help you out. You'll, you'll just I'll be, on your back. I'll be one of the 10 people lifting, lifting it. Um, so what has – did you – I don't know. I'm just asking, obviously, because I don't know. Did you always want to own your own studio or gym? You know, I didn't know where I wanted to go in life. Uh-huh. Um, I've never, I guess a lot of people lay out their exact life plans. Yeah. And I never did. I've kind of got an idea of where I want to go. But I think you also put yourself into a box when you like, or like, all right, I'm going to do this by 35, this uh-huh. by 40. I like that. And then you don't take opportunities that come their way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, two years ago, I think my wife stopped me from doing this. <laughs> there was a guy that I had a, we were, I was sitting at a bar and there was a guy that's like, hey, I'm getting ready to sell this place. You want it? Another gym? No, a bar. The, bar. the actual bar. <laughs> bar and grill. I'm like, he's like, have you worked at a bar? No, but I'll take it. And then I went home. I'm like, hey, we're buying a bar. <laughs> uh, my yeah. wife's like, no, you're not. So we didn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, if something comes along, honestly, I would love to sell, uh, what do you call What do you call those things when you go to, like, the island and, like, the little slushes with the alcohol? Oh. Like, have, like, a little tiki bar. On yeah. an island somewhere. I think that would be a really cool job to have. So if that opportunity comes <laughs> along, I might awesome be kissing job. this place goodbye. <laughs> but no, I never yeah. owned about, I never dreamed about owning a studio. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at in life right now. I'm happy here. That's cool. Um, I don't want to, we talked, I remember we talked about franchising a, while, uh-huh. a little while ago. I cannot replicate myself. So we turned that idea down, turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars. I might've been stupid, but we're, I'm happy here. I like my one little place. A lot of people always talk about growing, making more money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes success in life is just being happy where you're at. And I'm good. I make enough money to pay my bills. We haven't raised huh. our rates in 13 years. Really? I'm good where I'm at. Dude, let's yeah. talk about that. 35 a session, man. I've not changed my rates. $35 a session. I've not changed my rates. Dude, that's years. nothing. I was charging. It's really not. Especially in this area. My rate keeps yeah. to go, continues going up. So we're going to have to figure something out. But. Dude, that's crazy. So why... Let's talk about that because for me, I'm definitely a victim and a lot of us probably are like more money, more of this. The cost you, of doing business just uh-huh. keeps going up and a lot of businesses just pass that on to the customer or the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I found I didn't have to. My chunk, well, luckily we figured out ways to kind of manipulate that and find ways around that. For example, I do semi-private training now. Mm-hmm. So it used to be 35 a session, but sessions used to be an hour. Then we cut that down to 45 minutes, then 30 minutes. So I'm still get, I'm still making more per hour, but mm-hmm. everybody still pays the same. Okay. Um, I'll train two or three people at the same time within the same time blocks. That way my rates stay the same. Uh, you pay the same. I still make more and everybody's happy. So okay, it's the Coke cool. method. You know, uh, not, not cocaine. Uh, Coke, the, the, uh-huh. the product. There's always been a 99-cent Coke. It used to be 20 ounce. And then it became uh, 18 and 16. Did so that smart. Still, you're still buying a 99-cent Coke. You're just getting a little bit less product with it. And I've never thought of that before. That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah. Just just like adapting. So it is. why it's just adapting with the times. So yeah. like was it hard? Like 
it sounds like people have approached you to franchise and you've yeah. turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, Why? No, one guy approached me here in the upstate yeah. and it's potential hundreds. It's not like he's like, here's a $100,000 check for yeah. your franchise. He's like, I like the idea. I like the simplicity of your, your sessions, 30 minutes in and out circuit training. Um, there's a lot of places to do what I do. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I didn't see potential for growth because I am the product. And it's and when you're the face of a product, it's really, really difficult to to. I have the hardest time. One of my trainers is in here in the background with us right now. Mm-hmm. You might hear them in the back, yeah. guys. But the hardest, hardest thing in the world is, uh, and it's it's a blessing and a curse. I make my face the product, my mm-hmm. ugly ass face. <laughs> the, yeah. People see me and they're like, oh, for pageant training, I want to train with Justin. Well, I'm busy. Can I put you with my other trainers? I want to train with Justin. That's what I saw online. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, I marketed myself, and that's working against us now because I'm having a hard time filling my other trainer's schedule unless they go out and get their own clients. So. Huh. We're working on that. I'm trying to take my put myself to the back right now yeah. and push for Life Fitness Studio as the brand. So, but do you ever want to stop training or do less training so you can focus on more of like the big picture type of thing? For me, the big picture is freedom and being able to Love drop it. what you have and go anywhere at any time. And I can do that training full time. That's that's the beauty of working for yourself. If I want to right now, I could cut this podcast out, get in my car, go get go to the airport, get some tickets to Hawaii, and take off. And just say, I just gotta, hey guys, I gotta text 50 out of town to 100 people, but I, I can do that. Yeah. And they'll be here when I get back. My trainers will still be here. So I've already got the freedom. I just don't have the time to do anything because huh. I'm young. I'm good, man. I need to be busy. I need to be doing this. Yeah. If I want to go anywhere at any point, I can. And I do. So yeah. when was the last time you exercised that freedom where you just said, see, I don't. You dropped the <laughs> mic and you're just like, yo, we're going. Like, let's go. See, I'm a I'm a homebody man. So the last time I did that, it was uh, actually my birthday yeah. uh, last month. I'm sitting here with my wife. Uh, uh-huh. It's a Wednesday, and before our clients even got here, I'm like, "Yo, it's my birthday." She's like, "I told you not to work on your birthday." Like, You're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, "Call everybody, text them. I'm taking the day off." Mm-hmm. We took the day off. She's like, "Where do you want to go?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let's go to the mall." So we go to the mall, uh-huh. and we literally find a burger place. And I just get drunk as shit. <laughs> going uh-huh. to build a bear. Build a bear? Some just th- you two? Just I love it, man. might have been just me because my wife was ashamed. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, I want the most expensive bear here, <laughs> and I want the most expensive – I want this bear to be a pimp, and I bought him some outfits. <laughs> That's funny, man. Well, sober me, and the next day didn't appreciate it. But yeah. it was fun. It was fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll just drop everything some days and go to the beach for, you know, two or three days. But That's I don't nice do that thing. often, man, because people, they count on you in this kind of mm-hmm. business. I, I joke, but, you know, you, yeah. you, you got to be responsible to some degree. Yeah, so how did you, so you, before this gym, before the For Life Fitness Studio, you were doing pageantry? Um, or I'm still doing pageantry. Yeah, you're still? Uh, yes, that was, that's a small part of what I do, but uh-huh. it's the part that I get the most notoriety for uh-huh. because 50 uh, year old uh, men and women don't want their pictures taken in here. A 20 year old pageant girl loves to have her picture taken, so uh-huh. that's the only one that people see that I train. Huh. But yeah, before this, I was doing in home training, and let's talk about how I got into pageantry yeah. if you want. Um, I'd love to. Simple. I was training a girl. She lived right down the road from me, and she's like, "Hey, Justin, uh, would you train me for pageantry? What? What? Why? Why do you need training for pageantry?" She's like, "Well, there's a swimsuit portion. I didn't even know that. Okay, cool. So I just trained her to the best of my ability with the knowledge mm-hmm. that I had. I was still new to this. So she goes and she wins her prelim, Miss Lyman, I believe, and then goes on and places top five at Miss South Carolina." Just and of course, all her friends. Your, your body looks great. Mm-hmm. Who you train with? So I, I took a, a couple of them on. Next thing you know, the next year, one of my girls, uh, Laney Hudson, mm-hmm. in South Carolina, 2004, uh, nine, ten, somewhere in there, Cali. Yeah. 
could be completely wrong. And ever since then, the last seven years, my clients have won Miss South Carolina USA or South Carolina America uh, Miss or Teen. So we, we got a seven-year streak going with that. Dude, that is crazy. So. Congrats, man. Do you yeah. celebrate your wins? That's a weird one, man. Do I celebrate? Not really. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish that the girls, after they won national titles, would talk to me. <laughs> and it's so here's here's what happens. They they win prelim. They uh-huh. still need me to train for state. They still live here, and they go and win state. But then at state, and I'm not trying to knock anybody else with certain production companies. Yeah, that live in the because the, they they take they're the entire southeast. So if I badmouth them, that I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But they have their sponsors, and they have a fitness sponsor. Okay. And so when you win their title, you agree to train only with their sponsor and eliminate any. Th- they actually have what they call the Justin clause in their contract. Really? You're not allowed to take pictures with Justin. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to train with Justin anymore. And it says you your cannot name? mention him. Yeah, it might. A girl told me it did. Dude, that's wild. This is secondhand information. So yeah. she, you, you win your state title. You sign that you won't train with anybody else but the sponsors, and I'm not their sponsor. My girls have won all their pageants, but I'm not the fitness sponsor. And so they do what's misleading advertising is, hey, guys, I've been, pr- I've been working out with, mm. insert sponsor fitness guy here, to prepare for Miss uh, USA or Miss America. Yeah. And I'm like, but you were at my studio just last week. What do you mean you've been training with this guy? Because maybe one time. To, uh, yeah, maybe once. No, mm-hmm. no, he showed up and got a picture with you. She showed up and got a picture with you at their gym or whatever. And so that, that right there, the pageantry is full of this kind of stuff. We can do a whole thing on the <laughs> politics of pageantry. Well, I can only imagine the politics behind it. So, no, I don't celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> when a girl, yeah. every girl uh, right before Miss South Carolina or Miss mm-hmm. North Carolina, I'm like, bye, if you win, that this is the last time I'm in here. I'll never leave you, Justin. Stop it. Yeah. Uh-huh. When they read that contract in front of your face, bye. How much are those contracts? They usually get scholarship money for school. It's not uh-huh. cash. And, and they just get treated very, very well. There's like uh, dealerships will like give them a car, free hair, free tanning, okay, okay. free clothing from the boutique. So kind of everything's paid for, but they don't they get, get actual Right. They, get, they do cash, get, they get but co- not college scholarship money, which is, okay. you know, these days is really, really good considering yeah. everybody goes to school and uh-huh. drowning in debt after. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's fascinating. What's been... Aside from the politics, what's one like challenging area of just like pageantry? Like besides, for me or for the girls? Mm. For what I do? Either. Yeah, I'm actually okay. curious for both. Uh, let's see here. Uh, put me on the spot. The challenging part is well, number one, uh, the moms. <laughs> Sorry, pageant moms. <laughs> That's a good point. Actually, I do not allow pageant moms in my studio anymore. Uh, during while their daughters are training. There's too much smack talk. There's too much neg- negative aspects of it. Hmm. Leave that for the girls backstage. Leave the cattiness for, for pageants. And here we are a positive environment. Mm-hmm. So we don't allow any of that, that's that talk in here. You're not allowed to badmouth your competition. There's no self-deprecation. Um, the, the hardest part is just like with any other client, getting them to do what they're supposed to do outside of my studio. Hmm. My programs create winners that win crowns. But if you don't do the program, you're, you're not going to. You're not going to win, mm-hmm. and it, it is what it is. Have you ever set like cut somebody because they weren't do- doing their part? Yes, yeah. Uh, every day, I, I actually cut two people uh, this morning. Really? We had we wow. do consultations here. If you don't show up or you or you're late for your consultation, you get a very very strict talking to me when you come in here. Um, but if you don't show up or you reschedule the day of, we don't reschedule you. Because if you're calling out hmm. for, before I even meet you, then you're going to be a problem issue, and you're not dedicated. I'm glad I, I was on time. On, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be on the exact same page as me. I'm going to be yeah. here. I'm going to do my part. You do, you do what you're supposed to. 
Mm-hmm. And if not, then you're not a part of our team. There are plenty of other trainers out there that will take you on. That's dude. You're you're just definitely an interesting person because I can tell that you live your life like by the moment. Like yes, you, you could say that has gotten me into so much trouble, <laughs> right? Like you kind of like accept it, you know, like whatever comes your way. I mean, you're still driven and you have goals. And but it, it, yeah, it's just so fascinating though that like a lot of this you it kind of fell into it, but you accepted it and you embrace it. Do you struggle with like uncertainty or the unknown and all? No. No, my lease here is coming up in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if, mm-hmm. if he goes up in rent, I'm not going to pay it. I'm not going to stay here. I didn't tell anybody that. One of the trainers <laughs> didn't hear me in the back here. <laughs> so we're going to have to either negotiate yeah. or I'm going to figure out the next chapter of my life. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Somehow huh. uh, you could say I'm lucky, but you've, I'm sure you've heard this quote before. Yep. Luck is what preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I just happen to be in the right place at the right time sometimes and prepared for it. That's cool, dude. What's something that you don't like talk about a lot? Cause some, someone listening to this might say like, okay, there's some validation of living in your car, but a lot of things have just happened. Like brought things were brought up to you and you took advantage of it. What's something that's like, no, like this was like shitty. Like this is a really hard time that I had to like prove to myself. Like what's something that really just pops up in your mind that you're proud of for accomplishing accomplishing that was challenging of accomplishing um like outside of the business maybe out you know that's a tough one um i think we all have fleeting moments and fleeting thoughts where we Mm -hmm. don't feel like we're worth it um i think everybody has thoughts in life as far as depression no matter how successful or unsuccessful you are or motivated or unmotivated you just you're like i don't want to be here anymore i don't want to do this life thing it's really, really, if getting out of bed is tough, I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm done. And then you have these thoughts. Sometimes you, you snap out of it. Some people don't. And mm-hmm. I think just battling our own inner demons that we have and proving to ourselves that, you know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and I know that just sounds so, you know, we all say it. Mm-hmm. But you can literally do anything you want in life. You just have to be motivated enough to do it. And the thing is, most people aren't. Most people aren't motivated. They don't have the drive. They don't have what it takes because they just don't want to be there. They want it, hmm. but they like the thought of being successful. And I think everybody looks at success as the amount of money that you have in your bank account, what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in. Mm-hmm. I live in a, a two-bedroom condo that we've lived in for like 12 years now. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good staying there. I don't need a bigger house. Um, I drive a Nissan for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm not going to go out and buy some ridiculous car just because we've got the money. I'm fine. Like I said, freedom is, is my money success. I can go anywhere at any time. And for me, that's what it is. If, and any situation that I'm in mm-hmm. with your job and I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, mm-hmm. you have to deal with some people. Sometimes yeah. I can't just leave. Yeah. But you also have to mm-hmm. deal with people that you don't want to work with. Right. True. And, and I'm, you've got clients. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're in, you're in a, Finance, finance mm-hmm. industry. We're not going to go any more into depth. <laughs> yeah. I think most people who work for other people mm-hmm. have to work with people that they they may not like, be put in situations they don't like. If I get some people in here that are like, "Hey, I want to train for this," and I don't feel comfortable training them for that, I'm not going to do it. If I've got a passion girl that I know has an eating disorder who's not going to listen to me, I'm not going to put myself in the position to help her. I'm going to say, "You need to go to therapy." I'm not going to mm-hmm. train you. If I just get some asshole. Yeah. Who's going to come in here and then tell me how to do my job? There's the door. If I don't like you, I'm not going to work with you. Mm-hmm. Just like in any aspect of life. And I think that's part of it. Yeah. I get to choose who I work with. That's and cool. So did you always have that mindset or where did you learn that? 
I learned that. Um, I got to a point where I could start turning away people because okay. if you work for yourself, you have to work with crappy people mm-hmm. sometimes. You have to work with those flaky clients who aren't mm-hmm. going to show up because you need the money. And now we're in a position to where we establish our own clientele, and we, if you're not going to follow along with it, we don't want you on board with us. Dude, I love that. And I think there can always be a level of that, though, even if it's like um, you are just starting off. You can still have elements of... You can have your own morals yeah. that you do not uh, set away from. Yeah, and that's yeah, I agree with that. You can say I'm not going to work with this certain type of client, and you might be turning away instant money, but yeah, it will set you up for the future because you already have your morals in place mm-hmm. and your principles that you don't break. It'll eventually pay off, but some people need that phone bill needs to be paid last week, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to take on a problem client. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I usually delve pretty deep in this show. When and tell me if Tell me if it's too much, because I like to there's delve. No, there's nothing <laughs> off limits here. So when was the last time you mentioned before about, like, like people, like, get depressed or they don't want to get up, they're struggling? Yeah. When was the last time you felt that? Oh, uh, last year. Hmm. And for no reason. Right? Isn't that fascinating? Just no, no reason. reason. I, I literally said to myself, I'm, I'm like, Justin, life is good right now. You've, you're not out of shape. You're, you've got clients. That they love the studio. You love the studio. the money's in the account you're financially okay why are you feeling like this Mm -hmm. what is wrong with you something the brain sucks sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes the brain's just like no we're not getting out of bed we're going to sit here and sulk for a week um i'm gonna make you think that you need to end your life for for no reason and it's so weird that is so weird yeah so did you figure it out like was it was there a reason or no disappeared myself up by the bootstraps and it went away we all have bad days yeah um I haven't gone to therapy. I probably should with some of the shit I've been through in life. Mm-hmm. But, you know. <laughs> um, so what's like your daily practice to – you get here at 730, but what else is there? Time, yeah. But what what else is there that's like – this is Justin's like your flow, your routine that keeps you sane and keeps you rocking. Every single day, no matter what. I don't care if I have to turn clients away or mm-hmm. – or if, you, if I can't get you on my schedule, I set aside an hour and a half and I work out. That is my time. And I will not do, I will not meet anybody. I won't meet my own mama during that time. That's right. just in time. I'm here by myself and I work out. I'll have clients say, the only time I have to work out is 11.30 a.m. Well, that's my workout time. So if that's all you got, you can go find yourself another trainer. That's me. Dude, like I love this. I love how you just like schedule things and it's like there's no um, negotiating. There's no. no There's no budging. No, there, there, there's not. That's my time. Yeah, that's, that's so me. cool. Okay, cool, dude. So I have a section of the show that I call Scroll My Soul. Scroll My Soul. <laughs> so what that we'll means. We'll work on the names. We'll work on the <laughs> names. So what that means is, you know, from conversations, from podcasts, from books, I keep a running list of thoughts. And then, that's a great <clears> idea. And then I randomly scroll through and I read you one of the thoughts. So you're going to do that now? Yep. So I'll okay. do it right now, just randomly. I just picked one. Can I say next? You can if you okay. want, yeah. No one. I would actually like that if you said if you said next. Um, so here it goes. I just want to know what you think about it. If you've had um, any experience with it, okay. Here we go. If you're brave enough to say goodbye, life will reward you with a new hello. So if you're brave enough to say goodbye, life will reward you with a new hello. Okay. So when I hear that, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you jump straight to relationships. 
Imme- right? Immediately, yes, because yeah. of what I'm going through. But yeah, yeah, that kind of if if you love her, let her go. <laughs> if it's meant to be, she'll come back. Like, yep. like yep. she's not a she's not a boomerang. <laughs> Stop it. I think life and love is just so intricate that it's uh-huh. just complicated, and you're gonna meet who you meet, and you're gonna end up with who you end up with. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I hope you meet a new hello. Mm-hmm. Let's go next. That was just two. That was. Yeah. Let's get deeper. Dude, Give me that, another one, dude. I like it. Here we go. That's so funny, dude. Um, let's do I like this. Here we go. Okay. What emotion are you unwilling to feel? That is a good one. Let's see. Let's go over some emotions. <laughs> I definitely feel anger some days and I, I'll take it out sometimes on my clients if they're not uh-huh. listening to me. Sadness. I think we all feel, uh, is complacency a, an emotion? Hmm. Uh, we're going to say no, that's not an emotion. I'm going to say fear. So, like, that if you feel fear, do you avoid it? Well, obviously, I'm going to feel fear because mm-hmm. that's your body's natural fight or yeah. flight reaction. But I'm going to jump into it. So, if, you do? You jump into fear? Yeah. Yeah. I like, like when when I first realized that my lease here was coming up and that the rent was probably going to jack up, my first thought was, holy crap. But then it was like, no, 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 no. Look at the silver lining here. I don't have to pay another, I'll say it, $2,500 a month yeah. in rent uh-huh. if I don't want to after November. I'm good. So... You know, I'll just find the next thing. So, yeah, if some something huh. challenges you that kind of scares you, either I, I won't avoid it, but, you know. How have you cultivated this mindset, man? Like, because you make it sound so easy. And I'm with you. Like, we can just say, like, this is what you do. Just change your thoughts. Like, think positively. Like, reframe yeah. it. I think life so just, experience, man. Just, and just practice. I really do. 18-year-old me couldn't sit here and tell you this. Mm. 35-year-old me can because I think the older you get, the less you're willing to put up with bullshit. Mm-hmm. And your skin just grows thicker, and with life experience comes just you're, you set yourself in your ways, and you don't put up with the BS anymore, and you're just going to do what you're going to do because hmm. you realize that every day is fleeting, man. I mean, 35 is not young. It's not old, but at the same time, it's old enough to know, okay. Dude, I, do, think, I, think, I, I think it's young, man. I'm planning on living until I'm over 100. Are you? Yeah, bro. And okay. if you're 35 and killing it, like healthy, why I not? hope so. <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. if I want to be 100. Why I mean, not? if I'm willing, I mean, if I'm walking around, but if I'm like, you know, sitting on my own shit, blowing <laughs> bubbles into a Capri Sun straw, I think I'm good. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I need to edit this. I'm going to have some no. pageant girls listening. No, you're good, dude. I think that's cool. So what advice to the 18-year-old you would you give? Let go of what you think people are going to think about you. Hmm. Because, once again, it's another quote that I read. You will not care. You will stop caring what others think about you when you realize how subtle they actually do. Hmm. Nobody's thinking about you. Nobody's, nobody, nobody's thinking about you right now until you, you, you meet them, you look at them. Yeah. Dude, I think that... Everybody's too worried about what everybody thinks about them. I think... And that can even get... So let's delve into that because I think that can be depressing for some people thinking, wow, no one is thinking about you. Yeah, but, but why it's also, is that a good it's also freedom, man. Yeah, why is that freedom? Right? Why is that freedom? Mm-hmm. Because look at it like this. Some people think that, okay, I, my life is meaningless. It's minuscule. I'm just a little ant. But, yeah, you're an ant on this earth in this universe. Science is showing us that actually is several universes, and mm-hmm. we're just a blip on the dot of radar, radar of time, which mm-hmm. man, by the way, invented, that came up with, which yeah. came track. Mm-hmm. Therefore, do what you want because nobody's going to remember. That's the thing, dude, is like we think that we're more important than we are. I like that. That uh, You just basically took what I said and just condensed it. I like that. Yeah, as we were like, dude, 
like even if you're like the, the richest person or president of the United States, ultimately nope. you will be forgotten. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what car you drove, what brand you wore. Yeah. They remember. Um, they don't even remember what you say. Uh, matter of fact, it's another quote I read the other day. People mm-hmm. only remember how you make them feel. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to remember half the words I said during this podcast, but if I made you laugh, then you're going to go, oh, Justin's funny. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I remember you're a chill yeah. dude. That's what I'm yeah. going to remember. I'm, I'm not going to remember anything else about you. I don't, I don't even know what you drove up in. Yeah. And uh, people think that people care about those things. Hmm. Dude, well, that's awesome. Do you have, as we wrap up here, do you have oh, like... Oh, man. I wouldn't do, we don't have to wrap <laughs> up. Because um, I've truly, honestly, I would love to just like keep chatting in the future. And, and, and We could do some other... And the plan was to come in here and get trained. So one day I'm going to come in yes, here and get trained. Yes, we are going to do that. My schedule, unfortunately. You're good, dude. Because I, yeah, I definitely... Dude, I can... It's back to the feeling. I can feel the focus and it's like you as a person and as a leader and a business owner um that also like it's more than just a somebody who's good at training i'm okay or great at training i'm okay and that's another thing don't take Mm -hmm. yourself seriously Mm -hmm. i just have an above average knowledge of fitness i'm not an expert i hate that word Mm. there's trainers out there in the area that probably know a lot more than me that are a lot better in certain niches than i am so do you just focus but on being a student still? Is that? I'm always trying to learn. And uh-huh. I think we're ever evolving into our styles. You know, like, like Tabitha, one of my great trainers behind us, <laughs> she, uh, you know, she came in here, she shadowed me, but then she's got her own type mm-hmm. of training that I think she's way better at than I am. <laughs> she just wings. I just complimented her and it's being recorded. So <laughs> she, you can just go ahead and forget. For I the record. That. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just, just don't take yourself seriously. Uh, constantly learn and be willing to coach others, but at the same time, be humble enough to realize when, when others give you advice, even if they don't know what they're talking about. So, and that's another thing. When I was younger, mm. people would always say they would give unsolicited advice, which I would never do because I'm not asked and nobody cares about my opinion. But <laughs> if some, I have so many people like, hey, yeah. you need to do this in your studio. You need to have yoga. Yep. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, because yoga wouldn't make as much money as one-on-one training. They don't care. They just want me to. That's a great idea, Barbara. I will take that in, Rhonda. Thanks for that. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's funny. What's the... What's the most ridiculous you've gotten idea, unsolicited advice that you've received? The most ridiculous uh-huh. unsolicited advice is one of my clients, uh, I'm going to name him Matt Temple, <laughs> uh, suggested that we do something called shots for squats in here. You come in here and then you do uh-huh. several shots of liquor and then we do our leg day. And that sounds he miserable. thought it was a great <laughs> business idea to get people in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you're an idiot. And then I said, I hope to God you start a gym and open up across the street from me because you're going to be the easiest competition to shut down. Uh, that's funny, man. Um, I mean, we've had certain people say, you know, well, get rid of your green foam roller because it doesn't match the aura of the studio. I'm like, yo, this ain't DIY or HGTV, all right? Well, we're not doing some feng shui Ikea shit in that's here, man. Funny. This is a gym. It's functional equipment. Uh-huh. I'll throw some hints of red at you, but I don't care if something's <laughs> one color. Um, what have people suggested in here? Um, you know, you need this. You need a stair climber. You need, we're 1,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. There's only so much we can do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten horrible advice from other trainers before. Mm. But also look at the source of the advice. If you're getting advice, if you're getting financial advice from mm-hmm. your buddy that still live with his parents, you're probably not going to listen to him, nope. right? Okay. Yeah, dude, that's, okay. This has been really cool today. For sure, like, we should chat some more. Um, but as we close up here, do you have, like, any other 
thoughts? No, bye. No, bye. <laughs> Peace out. Get out of here, Ben. Um, but for real, thank you, sir. Like, I really appreciate, again, this random dude coming here on a Saturday. Thank you. It means a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. You know it. It's been good. Hey, adios. All righty, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Justin. Make sure you go check him out. I put his Instagram in the show notes, so go follow him. And if you're in the area and if you're in need of a fitness instructor, he might be buck solid. I mean, but you can try. And he has some other trainers in his studio. It's called 4Life Fitness, so the number four, Life Fitness. Let's get into the challenge this week. This will be a fun one. So it's inspired by a company called Sweat. That's it. So S-W-E-A-T, Sweat. It's the world's largest digital gym. So you probably know their trainers if you're on Instagram and you like pretty looking photos and just not even just pretty looking photos, but inspirational, transformational photos um, like Kayla Isines, Kelsey Wells, and a lot more who have millions of followers. And this ins- or this challenge, what they inspired by is to do an outdoor workout. So if you're just typically in a gym, get out of the gym, go outside, go to a playground, go to a hike, and then find a tree branch and do some pull-ups. I don't know, man. Do something outdoors. Get out there. Get moving. It doesn't matter what it is, but get outside and get your blood pumping. I'd love to see, once you complete this, please send me a message. I love to see those who complete the challenges. It just warms my heart. So if you want to warm my heart and at the same time, help yourself, let me know. So once you complete it, there are a few ways you can holler at me. So post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag GoLinkChallenge, tag us in your stories, send us a DM, or use the GoLink hotline. So the hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or you don't have social media, but you still desire a form of accountability. So to use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. It's easy. You just leave a message, and that's a different way to report back to hold yourself accountable. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We release an episode every Sunday. We release content of the challenges we do every Sunday and other inspirational, but hopefully more than inspirational. That makes you think. It makes you go deep. I just don't want to be motivational. My main goal is to hopefully, I mean, I can't take the action for you, but I hope it inspires you to take action from these interviews and watching me do these challenges take the action. I urge you. My name is Ben. I love all of you listening. And this is The Going Show.